For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Rangers, a New York Rangers podcast presented by Blue York on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus. We have a great show for you today with my co-host, Cody Frankel, and Avery Zretsky from Barstool Sports might be joining us. We're not sure if he is yet, so um, we're not going to hold it against him. If he doesn't, we love him either way. He's a you know recurring guest and a good friend of the show, so we hope to hear from him, but if not, all good. Big trade deadline episode, a lot to unpack here, but before we go into that, Cody, Let's talk about the games this past week. I mean, this was a wild week of Rangers hockey, so I'm going to I'm gonna send it over to you and let you take it over. Yeah, hey, Johnny, thanks for asking. No, I'm doing great. Um, I said, did I not say so, how, how you doing? Did I? No? <laughs> no, it's yeah. all good. Uh, yeah, this, this week was definitely an eventful one. I mean, we started out, what, Tuesday against the Ducks. I was there. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of back and forth throughout that game. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but it was a whole lot of nothing uh, for the most part, just back and forth in the neutral zone and... And, you know, in the third for a while, I thought we were in some trouble when we were down three to two. And then the Rangers did what they do best and they came back and won it. And I, that OT goal by by your boy was was fucking awesome. That feels like it was three weeks ago already. I, right? I feel like you say that every single week. Well, dude, with how the weekend went and how the trade yeah, deadline no, went, that feel, there was a, it was an eventful week. Yeah, you're not wrong. And you know what's funny, man? If you told me, like, at any point in this season – playing these four games this week, our one loss would have been against the Islanders. I would have told you you're fucking crazy, yeah. but, um, yeah, that's a good point. but, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, they, they played the Islanders and I thought they played a great game all around. Uh, Sorokin stood on his head and, and for once we kind of got just and, and just didn't get enough lucky bounces. Dude, um, gotta give him credit, man. That save. I was at the game on Thursday against the Islanders. And first of all, let me just say that, Everyone at MSG was everyone at MSG was pissed drunk. It was St. Patty's Day. Like literally from, from walking into the building, people just like constantly yelling. Like that was honestly, that was the best buzz that I've felt in Madison Square Garden in a very, very long time. Um, you know, maybe that's because it's Rangers Islanders, but you know, just the time of year and everything, it, it was yeah. it was awesome. But also I do want to say I got a lot of compliments because I bought this starter jacket at the Rangers team store at MSG. And I I'll, dude, I can't believe they had that there. Like dude, I, that feels like such a such a that, that's like something you get at like Mr. Throwback. I was shocked when you when you sent me that picture. I couldn't believe they had that in the store. So I never even go in the team store to begin with, but I was meeting up with my friend. He said he was gonna be like 20 minutes late. So I was like, how can I kill time? I'm not gonna walk around the concourse alone and just like look for somebody I know. I'll go into the store and check out what they have. 
I oh, look hey, at some good stuff here. I look at this jacket and I, and I like didn't even check the price tag. I was like, you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need it. I look around and I leave the store and he's like, I'll be there in five. And I, I'm like just like standing waiting outside section 112 like, waiting for him. And I'm like, I can't stop thinking about this jacket. So I go back <laughs> to the store. I literally just take it off the rack XL. I like to wear them a little, little baggy on XL, uh, <laughs> you know, no body shame. And, uh, you know, I give it to the cashier and I say like, don't even tell me the price, put the card down and I'll just look at the receipt. Like, I don't, I don't want to know. I don't want to be convinced otherwise. And it was 140, and I was like, you know what? Well spent. As soon as my friend Brett gets to me, I'm like, dude, I just dropped 140 in this. I'm so happy about it, but you got to buy the first round of beers. Like, I can't do it. <laughs> dude, so funny enough, you say that. Um, I've told all my friends that if the Rangers make some miracle run and, and do win the cup this year, I'm like walking into the store and buying mm. one of those sick all white Rangers bomber jackets, and I'm just mm. going to wear it down the Canyon of Heroes and get absolutely pissed drunk. And I was curious, and, and I went in the store it might've been against the ducks or, or the game before that. And I like looked at the bomber jacket price, dude, mm. guess how much that fucking bomber jacket was that I was looking at. Was it Mitchell and Ness? I, I don't know what it was, but just guess how much it was. 85. Dude, five ninety nine, $599 <laughs> in the fucking New York Rangers store. Dude, I saw that and I was like, all right, we're going to have to have a talk. Well, I'm going to have to be drunk to buy that thing. But, uh -huh. but I, I do want to, uh, I do want to do that if we have a, you know, a miracle run. But anyways, to get back on yeah. track. Uh, so we played against Tampa. I thought we went toe to toe with them all night. Uh, Zabana God knows what? best. Oh, oh and, my God. Uh, I thought you were, I thought you were like mispronouncing it. <laughs> Oh, that was funny. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I was like, what the no, hell? No, no. okay. I, I know how to say Spanajad. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, scared me. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought the thing that was was abundant. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I thought the thing that was like abundantly clear to me against Tampa and even against Carolina is, uh, you know, we, we, we did play well. I mean, I mean, you know, Carolina could have been argued, but we got the win both You think nights. we played well against Carolina? Um, obviously, I don't think we played well against him, but we got, I think it was abundantly clear. We got the job done. I mean, I know Georgiev stood on his head, but like the guys were extremely tired. I, I think I saw something that came back at like two in the morning the night before from, yeah. from Tampa. So, yeah. you know, they must've been absolutely exhausted. But um, what I was getting to was the thing that was like abundantly clear to me was I, I think Nemeth and Schneider had a really rough weekend. Like, like to me, they were, they were the two worst players on the ice. Mm -hmm. Um, they were just, even against Tampa, they were just getting blown by all game and, and same with Carolina. I thought, you know, there was, I thought I saw they had maybe like 94 shot attempts and, and like almost 30 were against Schneider and, and Nemeth, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, uh, did you get to watch the games and, and take a look at them? So I, as you know, I didn't watch the Tampa game, um, you know, I didn't respond to your text not on purpose. I was just out Saturday and, and I didn't get a chance I, to watch. I can't even tell you. I don't even fucking remember what I said. You texted me as a banner god and I, I didn't see it till the next day. Yeah, dude. See, so you know what I'm saying. No, I, I just, when you said it, I haven't heard it out loud yet. So I didn't know, you know, but yeah. Well, do you say Zibanejad or do you say Zibanejad? Because I, I say, say Zibanejad. I say Zibanejad. Yeah, see, so I say Zibanejad. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I didn't catch Tampa game. I just watched the highlights, obviously, and um, like read all the stories written about it, the write-ups, Molly, Vince, um, all that. But I did watch yeah, the yeah. entire Carolina game, and I could tell you firsthand that I completely disagree with you. They did not play good at all. You know, finding, no, a, no, finding no, a way to win. Wait, wait. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah. Finding okay. a way to I win. They played well. Let me yeah. let me yeah. rephrase that. Retract. I do not. <laughs> let me. Yeah. Retract. Rewind. I do not think they played well. I watched the game and mm-hmm. it looked like Carolina was on the fucking power play for 58 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do. I do not think yeah. they played well, <laughs> but I think it was abundantly clear that they did what they needed to to get the job done. Yes. And you know. Who knew Georgiev was going to have like a fucking MJ flu game? I don't mm-hmm. think anybody knew that was coming, but uh, he played unreal and, you know, they'll, they'll find a way to, uh, they found a way to get it done. I yeah. mean, that's it. It's a, you know, like Kreider did what he does best. And also I, I do want to talk about Frankie Vitrano a little bit. I mean, yeah. he's, he played three games for us and I, I know he scored the empty netter against the Canes, but I feel like the guy could have had two or three more points against Tampa and the Islanders. And, and he's just been absolutely buzzing. I mean, dude, I couldn't agree more. I've, you know, kind of like I said, I, mean, I, I don't know if we want to go into this fully now, but um, no, no, we'll go into it after. I just wanted to throw a little tidbit yeah. in there. But um, I know you wanted to really get into uh, that referee blown call against Tito. So, yeah, I mean, so this is this is what pissed me off, right? Like I, I tweeted about it, but I, I hate that the NHL does the offsides review. Like that's the one thing I would kind of get rid of. I mean, I understand when it's necessary, like in, in a significant moment, maybe in the playoffs, like sure. Um, you know, the league should review it. It shouldn't be like a challenge yeah. or whatever. Right. Like the, if it's a questionable play, the league should have the power to, you know, call in and say, Hey, that could have been offsides. Let's review it instead of the challenge, you know? So for me, yeah. but, but that is the rule. So for me, there are so many times where this happens, where a ref just like loses track of the puck and that's normal, right? They're human. You can't blame them, right. but you know, it cost the, it, it could have cost the Rangers against Carolina when Hedl scores that goal, Freddie Anderson did not have control of the puck. And the night before, I think when Tampa scored, the puck was literally in between Igor's legs and like Braden Point went digging for it, which yeah. makes no sense yeah. to me because the puck you couldn't even see. But in Carolina, you know, Freddie Anderson like lays on his back and the puck's still loose, but the ref lost sight, so he blows the whistle down. Dude, it was then, in front of his eyes. It dude, was literally yeah. in front of the ref's eyes. Yeah. Well, so that's the thing. He he went over to Gallant after and said, uh, hey, I probably blew my the bad. call. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But like, all right, what if, what if we lost the game because of that call? Then it's a big problem because, you know, we were expected to lose that game. And those mm-hmm. are two massive points for the Rangers. So that could have been something that was essentially catastrophic at yeah. some point in the season for us. And what if you see how close the Eastern standings are? What if that point or those two points cost us, you know, essentially playing Pittsburgh and now we're stuck playing Carolina in the first round? Like that's a big fucking deal. Whoa. And they need to be better in that regard. And that kind of, Brings me to my point. Like, do you think NHL refereeing might be the worst officials in in sports? I mean, well, before that, I did want to add that this exact thing cost the Nashville Predators arguably a Stanley Cup. I mean, it was Game Six in Nashville. The Predators scored, the ref blew the whistle, and then goals called yeah. off, and the Penguins come in and score the game-winning goal. You know, like however many minutes later. So these things happen. If you can challenge an offside, you should be able to challenge a false-blown whistle if it leads to a goal. But yeah, to yeah. your question. Well, well, sorry. You stop right there. No. Uh-huh. Uh, so what I did want to say was I agree with that, but uh-huh. only if both teams are still playing, right? Because if they blow the whistle and let's say the Predators just stop play, yeah. mm-hmm. or you know, in our in our case, the Canes completely stop play, and then we which took, I think they, they did. Were still, no, were they? they were still no, dude. Like yes, Heedle scored, but that's because he grabbed the puck and wrapped it around. Like they were still like going mm-hmm. in a little bit. So I don't know. I mean, I could see both sides of that, but I think you're right. I think they, they do need to figure something out because especially when the consequences are, can be that severe, it's, it's, it's a big issue. So, and okay. So to your question is NHL refereeing the worst in sports. 
Yeah. I don't I don't think it is. Rank the but, four. Rank the four. Rank the well, four. Well, are we going by worst or like most difficult? Because I think the NHL is the most difficult sport to referee to begin with. That and that's fine. And that's fine. But I mean, I don't know. Baseball is so fucking bad. Like they've literally discussed robo umps. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really bad. Base, dude, baseball is very tough too. I mean, to to know exactly where the strike for for home plate umpires, like that's very, very tough. Mm-hmm. To me, they're they're the two worst by far. Um, you know, I, I feel like football's probably pretty much a piece of cake and then, um, basketball, same thing. So I, I don't know. I don't know. What I, do you think? I actually, I, I, I was thinking that hockey was the hardest, but I think being a home plate umpire might be the hardest. I mean, dude, you're, you're crouched down for like three yeah. straight hours. Yeah, like no, that. No, no, no. There's, yeah, it is. It is really, really tough. And there's the issue is there's so many blown calls though, for baseball too, that, you know, that's why managers get ejected. Think yeah. about how many times. How much more often, like baseball managers get ejected than hockey, you know, coaches? I mean, like mm-hmm. you see it all the time in baseball, and it's always because the home ump fucking blew a call, whether it's sliding at home or like calling a bad strike or a player freaking out. Like mm-hmm. it's always the home umpire who blows the fucking call. I think the NFL is hard too, though, because there's so much to look for, right? Like you're looking yeah, at every yeah, single I mean, offensive player, the corner, the like everything. Yeah, but I feel, so like the, much. I feel like the NFL has so many referees in the game, don't they? How many do they have? I don't know. I know I, the NHL I, I only has yeah, the NHL I has two refs, you. two linesmen. So right, right. I yeah, I can tell you. I can tell you. The but, NBA, um, I think, yeah, has that, three refs. Yeah, I, I think it's safe to say the NBA is the easiest. Would you agree? Yeah, it's just but that that's the thing too. The NBA is like I feel like the most inconsistent. Like certain players get more calls than others and then, you know, like if you stick your leg out, sometimes it's called a foul and other times it's not. Like the NBA to me is just it's uh, I hate, I hate the NBA refs so much. Like I feel like just every time it's foul after foul after foul after foul, it just slows the game down yeah. so much. Like it's so annoying. Like that's the one thing that I love about hockey officials for the most part, especially in playoff time. Like they just let the guys play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They let but- the players decide the game for the most part. I guess that's a argument for another time, but yeah. you know, I did want to focus on what's been going on today. Uh, so we're recording this Monday night and mm-hmm. it was a crazy, crazy last few days with this NHL trade deadline. I mean, I guess first we can discuss the Rangers moves. They obviously got Frank, the tank, with Toronto, uh, you know, three games ago and, and just played very, very well. Uh, and then today they made a whole bunch of moves, including uh, Justin Braun. We got from Philly. What did we get him for? We got him for a third. Yeah, we got him for yeah, a, third. a third. We got uh, Tyler Mott from Vancouver for a 2023 fourth. And then we uh, the big one was we got Andrew Kopp from Winnipeg. And we got him for a conditional second, a second, a fifth, and Morgan Barron. And we got Kopp and a six going the other way. So what do you think of all those? And what would you grade each one? So we'll start with Frank Vertrano. Didn't yep. really risk anything, right? Like yep. easy, easy, no brainer. Great trade. Good addition. Should be like, in my mind, I want Frank Vertrano playing on the second line with Stroman Panarin. Um, that's just me. I know others want Kako slotted there. Oh, Avery's joining. Avery's coming in. Avery is coming in. Here he is. Here he is. All right, let's just go right to it with Avery. Yo, perfect timing. Yo, yo. What's up? Yo, What's perfect up, timing. We're, we're literally mid-recording, and we just started talking about the deadline. So we're just going to kick it right over to you. All right. Yeah, I, I only have like 10 minutes. But You're I, good, dude. I, I want to be on. Let's just fucking That's rip fine, it. bro. All right, Cody, hit him. Hit him with your words. All right, dude. So <laughs> <laughs> No so intro, nothing. Just get right into it. We obviously made four moves today. What you know? What would you give each grade for, for each move? All right. Well, we made so, three today. but 
All right, let's start off with cop. Let's start off with the big one. I give yep. this one a a minus. I think he he was one of the top trade targets this season. Everybody wanted him. I know the Bruins and the Abs were both in on him, and they didn't forge the future in terms of their prospects. They gave up some picks, but at the end of the day, like you know what you need to give up to get these kind of players. And right. cop cop can basically play anywhere for this team. I'm super excited to see what he's going to do for the team. Because you, you could virtually put him at center. You could put him at wing on the second yeah. line, third line. He's a player who's good, just going to be good at, on all aspects of the ice. I'm excited to see him play. All right. And then Mott. Yeah, we'll go. Just go. let's let Avery rip. I know you got to go and then we'll get back into it. I know. I know. I, yeah, feel, yeah. I feel bad. I don't no, want to take good. up all your airtime. You should, dude. But, <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Mott. I'm going to give this one an A minus as well because you, you only give up a fourth round pick for a guy. Listen, at the end of the day, the Rangers, what they did is they filled gaps and they filled it to a T. Like everything that we've needed, obviously it'd be nice to get like a second line center to really set the team over the edge. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think it was going to happen. I I didn't think they really wanted to break up Stroman Panarin this year. So the other option was to fill the gaps. You you bridge the gap between the sixth and seventh defense with Braun, who's going to really help in the defensive zone. I read something today that People think he has one of the best defensive sticks in the league, which is great to hear. I'm excited yeah, to see what he can do. And he has 100, 100 plus games of playoff experience, which is going to be huge for these young guys. I think, yeah. It, uh, you know what? Instead of grading every move, I'll give Drury an A because yeah, an A. Wow. Yes. Okay. Because I said I think B plus. I, think I, I said he, B plus too. I think he did exactly what we needed based on the way we played this weekend. He yeah. filled, he, he, like I said, he filled the gaps. He, he, you know, we had a bottom six that, you know, had maybe four or five AHL players. So it's just yeah. like he did, he did what he needed to do. And I think uh, it's going to show. I think these are guys that are really going to help out this team going forward. And it didn't break up, it didn't break anything up really. It didn't, it didn't, uh, you know, they didn't move any guys who I had like emotional connections with. It didn't, right. you know, shake up the locker room. I just think it did everything that the, the Rangers needed without hurting this group that has been so resilient, no quit in New York. Like everything about this team has been exciting this year and there's been struggles five V five and they, and they did a good job acquiring players who are going to help going forward. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. And I mean, you saw, obviously I'm assuming you've watched pretty much the whole season or, or, you know, at least, at least been in every game on it. Right. So, (laughs) you know, you've seen what we've been working with the past month or month and a half in our bottom six, and it's been brutal and depth's been a huge, huge issue for these guys. And I think now it's been addressed and, and, you know, we can get those McKegs and and the hunts out of the lineup or at least on the fourth line. And I think it's going to be huge for this team. And to add on to what you were saying, so what do you want the lines to look like for the rest of the season? If you're uh, GG. So they clearly have a lot of confidence in Kako. Like they know they want him back on that second line. I, the thing I'm most excited for is the third line. Cause now you finally can give heat these wingers that, that are proven in the NHL right. that can, that can help drive that line because right now I don't think Philip is a play driver. I think he's very skilled and has that potential, but he's never really had the, the wingers on his side to really help out. And now you're going to get guys who have played in the NHL who have played with some high level talent that really can help him out. Yeah. And I'm excited to see what he can do because I think that was our biggest question mark is like, I thought I didn't think the fourth line was playing bad, but the third line, it was like some nights they would come Brutal. out and you would think that yeah. they were going to do everything. 
And then there were other nights where it was just like they get hemmed in in the defensive zone and they struggle. So it's it, it's it's going to be really exciting. Hopefully everyone plays tomorrow to really get a, a clear view on what's going to happen. But Chris Drury did a great job, even back to the Vitrano trade, like mm-hmm. uh, just another great ad a guy who shoots the puck. That's another thing. Like we just haven't had a lot of finishers this year. Ryan Strom, who we know has the ability to finish. He did it all last year has really struggled to do that this year. So that's why you bring in a guy like Vetrano. Maybe Cop will play on that line until Kako comes back. So I'm just really excited. I, I, I have not had a really bad question about any move juries made uh, from Wednesday till now. Well, last time you were on here, you did say that Kako was going to score 30 goals. How much shit are you getting from Ryan Whitney and the Chicklets guys for that? All right. All right. I can confirm we have revised, <laughs> revised the bet. I won't say uh-huh. the dollar amount, but – we have taken the Kako bet and moved it to Five. because we had this massive argument. <laughs> no, 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 I, I saw that. Uh, Johnny sent me that with the Igor and, yeah. and the Vazzy thing. Yeah, we had this big argument uh, about Igor and Vazzy. Basically, today just turned into a whole Rangers versus Tampa argument where they were uh-huh. basically saying that uh, 3 nothing in the regular season means nothing in terms of head-to-head play I tend in the to playoffs. Agree. So I don't. But. So here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. Think about think about COVID season. What happened with Carolina? I'm pretty sure we we were three and zero against them in in the regular season, or four one, and then they busted us up three zero. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a good analogy to look at there. Fair, but I will say we didn't have a Vesna goaltender, and we also yeah, didn't have a, that's a true. forty. We also didn't have a forty one goal scorer. You know, there, we didn't have a Nor- we Fox wasn't really playing like a Norris. You know. The no, chemistry winner. is different this year. It's yeah. definitely different this year. And and I definitely think that 3-0 has, has you know, something to say for sure. But, I, I mean, I see both sides of it. Um, in terms of, like, Vazzy versus Igor, you know, I, I think Igor is obviously having the better year, in my opinion. Do I think he's a better goaltender overall? Like, no, there's not enough sample size yet. Can he be? Possibly. I mean, if you know, if he, he goes on a run, he wins a cup for these guys. Like, you know. All right. I get, I get it. I will I will say it till I'm blue in the face. Like this year, like who like this year, who would you rather have? Who would you I rather lo- have this year? I love you. I love you, Avery. Forget and about, I, forget, I respect you. Forget about what happened in the past, though. Like I get you can't. that's not that's not possible. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's a different year. Tampa Bay's a very good team. Vazzy's a great goaltender. He obviously has a way better group in front of him than Igor does. Like he mm. sees less shots. Not so, wrong. Yeah. So I'm just saying. In terms of this season, I'd rather have Igor. But regardless, the, the bet is now who will go farther, Rangers or Tampa. Yeah, if, if the Rangers and Tampa do meet in the playoffs, what's your prediction? How many games? I said I said six games, Tampa would probably win in six. Nah, Rangers in seven. You think so? Mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it. I'm I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> okay. I can at least Fair be enough. honest with myself here, you know. I, I, I want I want the Rangers to win and I, I think like I want to say I think they could. Um, you know, if you don't, the thing is, you don't know how these new guys are going to play, right? You That's don't know true. how cop, That's true. cop, cop could be unreal. He could be unbelievable for us. And then it's like you don't know what can happen. You know, mm-hmm. Mott on the f- fourth line, fourth C. I mean, he he's definitely an upgrade from what Rooney is. And and if Braun logs those playoff minutes, I mean, and he's a vet come playoffs, like you don't know. Um, the one thing I'll say about like the Braun trade because. Circling back to what you were saying about about the grades is, you know, I probably gave that one the lowest, even though his playoff experience will obviously be very ba- valuable. I just don't want him to jeopardize 
Schneider like getting minutes in the playoffs, which I think mm-hmm. he will at this point because he doesn't play lefty. He's only a right D. So that's like kind of what I'm looking at. I get it. We'll see what happens. I think it's easier, way easier to be a pessimist than an optimist, especially as a New York, especially yeah. as a New, especially yeah. as a New York Ranger fan. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I've been hurt more times by by this team than I mean, I mean you guys too. It's just like <laughs> I, I know heartbreak, and I see something different in this team. I see like the, the the resilience, like the comeback wins this year. Like you don't get that out of a team that's just like that yeah. that's going to play bad in the playoffs. I just have this weird feeling. I'm always optimist. I always look in the good things in this team. And at the end of the day, I'm really excited to see what they could do in the playoffs. And I think you, you got, you got the goaltender. You do, you got, I mean, he's, he's number one in save percentage and, and goals against like, it's hard. To, it's really hard to argue against when you have a guy like Igor. In that. And, and goals save above, above expected. That's a, a yeah. big stat too. But also yeah. Avery, I know you're uh, on a time crunch here. Is there any final thought you want to give us before you hop off? We're going to get you back on probably, you know, before playoffs, during playoffs, you know, whenever you want, honestly. <laughs> For sure. All right. Let's do. All right. My final thought mm-hmm. is that the rain, the Rangers will at least make the Eastern conference final. Wow. And if they do, and if they do, I really think they could. I, I really think they could do it this year. I, I said I said we were outmatched against the Canes and we beat them, but it's like we've been outmatched so much this season and we and we find ways to win. And like, like that last four rounds, bro. I don't know. They, listen, it's all the Rangers. Based, the, the Rangers. The, the Rangers have done it before, and it's easy to be fearful of teams as a Ranger fan. But the what a couple things that the Rangers were missing in 2014 was like the special teams. Like we yeah. got the number two, three power play in the league. We have a top 10 penalty kill. We just added one of the better penalty kill uh, mm-hmm. players in the league in cop. I mean, I think his Mott's was like 99. Okay, yeah. great. Mott's a good killer too. Uh, yeah. And I think our PK had been struggling recently. So I, I don't know. I think special teams and great goaltending wins in the playoffs. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah, it's you're a not, point. you're not wrong. And, and you look at the other side of the spectrum and like the Kings were undermatched immensely and we were supposed to beat them in, in that cup final and then you look at like the blues in 19 so i mean yeah. teams have definitely yeah. done it and i think it's i think it's it's all match based right like we don't want to play carolina to me they're the one team i i want to steer clear of i want somebody else to knock them out and then you know in in the western like you deal with that when it comes in the finals but obviously i don't want to get matched up against the abs no. so it's like it's all match based only man I fear is God. I'll take anybody. <laughs> on. Are you going to the game Friday? I want to win it all. Uh, Friday, no. I'll I'll be in Wheeling, West Virginia. Oh, Nailers game. They're they're doing a throwback night for Biz. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So if anybody's in the Wheeling, West Virginia area and wants to come out and hang out with us, we'll be there. Maybe you know my cousin. Uh, live event Lisa is my cousin. Oh no way. Yeah. 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 She's the best. Also, uh, I'm here with Spit and Chicklets. We have a massive interview. I cannot say and. You guys know, but don't say it. Yeah. Um, but it's going to it's going it's going to shock the world. It's a big one. And you're gonna listen to that after you listen to ours. Yes. No. Listen <laughs> to this podcast. Listen to this Is that podcast. Dropping tomorrow. And listen to it. No. Dropping oh, tomorrow. Really? Dropping tomorrow. Sam Bennett and uh, Cam Jansen, which is a great uh, episode. Yeah. We did the, we I, did the I was about to, for that too. I was about to be like Johnny. I'm about to skip our episode tomorrow. Yeah. And fucking listen to that. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. They, right, they also they also throw shots at me too on tomorrow's episode. You'll I'm hear. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, thanks so much for, for yeah. joining, man. We appreciate it. Of course. You know I'll come on anytime. Yeah. See you soon, Avery. I owe you a Stella, by the way. Oh, no. Stop it. Later, I boys. I do. Later. 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 See ya. 
We want to thank Avery for hopping on quick. Uh, obviously, always great to talk to him. And, you know, he's a diehard Ranger fan. Family been season ticket holders forever. His family, I don't know if you know, Cody, his family is actually the people that held up the Now I Can Die in Peace sign at the 94 Stanley Cup. Yo, final. I think you told me that. I think yeah. you told me that or somebody told me that. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, big thanks to Avery. It was great. Johnny, so what I asked Avery, I want to ask you, uh, what do you think the line should be for the rest of the season? So we're talking about a fully healthy roster, obviously, right? Like fully Kako's healthy, Kako's back, uh, Rudy's back. back. You know, you can pick and choose whatever you want. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with the forwards, obviously, then going into the deep pairs. Um, yep. I'm going to keep Zabanjad, Kreider, and Laugh together. Same. Um, you know, okay. they look great. Lines. I think yep. Lafreniere can step it up in the playoffs. Who knows? Maybe he'll get his feet wet in the playoffs. He hasn't played a playoff game yet, obviously. But, you know, those three have looked good together. He, I think he's on a three-game point streak. Um, you know, his production's gone up a lot since playing with them and his confidence too. It's actually, wait, it's actually funny. So my friend Brett that I was with at the uh, Ranger Islander game, he's shit talking me the whole game because I told, I said on the podcast last week that I think Lafreniere is a really pretty skater and I compared him to Barzal. I didn't actually compare him to Barzal, but you know, when, when the two of them are on the ice together at the Ranger Islander game is really funny. So he's like shit talking me and Lafreniere skates the puck up into the zone. Dude. Dude, they both skate so pretty. Wait, wait, let me just let me finish this. So Lafreniere has the puck, carries it into the offensive zone in the second period, and Brett's like, there he is, the prettiest skater in the league. And then he makes <laughs> that pass across to Kreider, and they score. And I'm like, yeah, he is. Fuck uh, you. For, you know? for those of you who can't see, Johnny is like glistening um, right yeah, now, getting so giddy. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, no, I agree. And then second line, what do you think? And third here's, and fourth. Here's where you're probably going to disagree, but um, I'll explain why. So Panarin, Strom, and Vetrano. Okay. Do you agree with that or no? I'm not against it. Uh -huh. I'm not against it one bit. Um, you know, Kako's been out for 30 games now, which is a very long time. To ask him to just come back and be able to slide right into a top six pairing, I don't think it's fair. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fans will judge him harshly if he doesn't produce right away. And, you know, I don't think it's a fair ask of him as well. So, I could see them putting Vetrano in there for the first few games or, or trying Kako out for a game or two and, you know, seeing if he meshes and if not putting Vetrano there, but I'm indifferent, man. I'm indifferent. I think, you know, world's our oyster. Now we can kind of mix it up how we want. So yeah, that's fine. For me to just like slotting Vetrano there. I mean, I've watched him play for a very long time. He's a UMass guy. So I've known him, you know, I not known him like, well, like we're not friends, but um, you know, I have party with him once I actually, he handed me a beer, like my first, UMass party and, and we shotgun together. And I called my dad right after I was like, Kyle, just sick. This guy in the Bruins just handed me a beard and we shotgun. Uh, <laughs> um, but I just think he's a shoot first guy and Panarin right. as so many people think Panarin's like a goal scorer and he can score goals, but he's, he's a playmaker a at heart. He's yeah, a playmaker he, yeah. at heart. He yeah, he's a play. He's a playmaker. And so is Strom and yeah. they need a scorer on their line. Um, I, I was going to say like, I think cop only plays left wing and center, right? He doesn't he's, play right wing. No, he's, he's a, he's a, I don't think he plays right wing, but he's a very good center. He's a really good face off. No, I know he's a good center for mm -hmm. sure. And I know he's a good left wing. I just didn't know if he plays right wing. Cause then I was going to say like, you know, you could always put him on the right wing too, but I yeah. guess, you know, if he doesn't play, you don't, you don't even want to fuck with that. No. But um, so the, yeah, then my I third agree. line, like going into, into your point, my third line would be cop at center. He yep. on the left wing and then Kako on the right wing. Yep. Okay. I just think then, I, I also like Cop at center over Hedl because Cop is just a bigger, stronger. I, I agree. I think yeah. I think Hedl needs to play the wing. I dude, they put so much pressure on him, and and I think putting him on the wing will take some stress off. It'll let him play with some good vets mm -hmm. uh, that he's not really used to playing with, and you know, give him the opportunity to 
generate some points and, and, and do something. So, yeah. you know, even if they do put him in center, then like people make the argument to put him with cop and Vetrano. So he's with vets and not with Kako, but mm-hmm. you know, any, any way you look at it, I think cop is going to really, really help elevate Heedle's game on that third line. I agree. Um, and then if you just put, you know, if you put Kako there, it, it'll be even better. So I'm fine with that too. And then let's hear your fourth. And then my fourth, um, either Mott or Goodrow can both play center. So I don't really have a preference on that one. Um, you okay. know, I think I think Goodrow has been, you know, very solid up the middle this year. And I haven't watched Mott closely enough to like, you know, really know his game and how he would fit at center yeah. on our team. Um, but just from like everything I do know about him and I have seen like, you know, either one works for me. And then I have Reeves and over Hunt for now. You know, I mean, I think Reeves is just, even just hey, for the locker room purposes. It's not even close no, to me. The vibe. It's not even close to me. To me, I'll do Goudreau, I'll do Mott in center, and then I'll do Reeves on right. I mean, you got to leave Reeves in the lineup. The guy, did you see what he did to Chara in the Islanders game? Like, mm, that, was awesome. that generates the offense, okay? Hunt just skating aimlessly, and and I know he's fast, but like skating aimlessly around and then, you know, getting knocked off the puck right away, it doesn't do anything for me. So I think Reeves brings, you know, an element to the team that Hunt can't, that Rooney can't, and so on. So, mm. uh, I do like Rooney. I mean, I do like Rooney, yeah. but it just sucks. He's kind of like the odd man out in this situation. But, you know, we've dealt with injuries like all year long and you see Rooney's hurt now. So like, you never know. Mm-hmm. And it'll be good depth to have. Um, and then I think the D pairings are like, well, sorry, before we saying? end the D, no, I'm just thinking about it now too. What about when Sammy Blake comes back next year? Whenever he well, can Sammy return. Blake's a free agent. Yeah. He's a free uh, agent. Yes. So, yeah. so we, we need to either sign him or, yeah. or figure something out there. But, I, I'm not even worrying about that shit right now because yeah. then I'll stress out because I want cop back on the team and you know, he's probably not going to, you're not gonna be able to afford him and we're not going there. But mm-hmm. that Take being care. said, like <laughs> top four, top four are set. So yeah. really just the third pairing, like what do you think in terms of Nemeth Schneider and Braun? I think we're on the same page here. I think you throw Braun on the left left side and uh, you know, keep Schneider. At the, he's at never the right played side. left though. He's never Doesn't played matter. left. Though. Doesn't matter. He's I, not. I agree. He's I not agree. out there He's to produce net. offensively, you know? Right. Dude, he has 16 points, which is pretty solid for a no, third yeah. On a shit team, too, honestly, if the Flyers yeah. were terrible. But, yeah. um, you know, he has scored in the past. I think he played... Nemeth has four fucking points, bro. Any yeah. any, any offensive production is going to be an upgrade from him. And, you know, I really don't want to see them take away from Schneider being able to log those important playoff minutes. And listen, if Schneider has a rough game, all right, sit him game two and put Nemeth in. Or, you know, even Joe, like what, I mean, you're not going to put in Jones cold, but you know, Dude, it's they, an option. They could take so, Lingren out, man. I could see them taking Lingren out with, he's, he's been rough lately. Yeah. They he's could been take rough him out. lately. Yeah. He's been, he's been off. I don't and know. You could pretty much throw him. anyone with Foxy, you know, like Foxy's going to, he's going to do his thing no matter who he's going with. The, the, the baseline and, and the moral that we're trying to get across here is the Rangers have fucking options now. And that's yeah. all we care about. I mean, yeah. it's great. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's interesting. And and obviously, it was a crazy, crazy deadline. So which teams do you think improved the most? And who do you think just didn't do it for you? And if you want a quick like recap, we had like some, some you know, top streamers. We have the Panthers, obviously got Giroux. They got Robert Hag and they got uh, Chiro, or I don't know if I'm butchering his name. But um, wait, who was the last one? Ben, Ben, Ben. Uh, Oh, Charrot. Ben Sherratt. Ben Sherratt. Yeah. Charot. I always fuck up his name. But um, yeah, Ben Sherratt. And then uh, they're maneuvering the cap now and and the LTIR like uh, took a page out of Tampa and Vegas's book. So that's nice. So that's the Panthers. The Flames got to Foley. They got Yarncrook, which is awesome. 
Uh, the Rangers, we know what they got. They got Vetrano, Braun, Cop, Mott. Avs got Lekkanen, my my baby. I was so upset when I texted <laughs> you that day. Um, and Cogliano. And then the Lightning got uh, Hagel the Bagel, Nick Paul. Leafs got Giordano and Blackwell. Boston got Lindholm, extended to Brusque. Canes got Domi and extended Kakaniemi. Raquel to the Penguins. And then the Wild got Flurry. And I think that's it for in terms of like big, big moves from people. Yeah. Uh, one guy that I was shocked to see not move is Phil Kessel. That was surprising. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very, very surprising. And, mm. um, I, I wonder how he feels about that. I mean, I guess he's going to hit free agency and just do his thing. Yeah. But, um, I mean, to me, the scariest team, like obviously Colorado is just above and beyond right now, but then like, as far as the trade deadline goes, I mean, Florida, Florida is just scary, man. Drew and yeah. Barkov playing on a line together with Carter Verhage on the left side is just like, that is yeah. that top six is scary. Yeah, I think I think the Panthers. I think there's four teams to me that that really made a difference in their team, and I think it's the Panthers, Flames, Rangers, and Abs. I think those are the yeah. four teams who you know made the moves that are gonna kind of push them to that next level, right? We've talked on and on about are the Rangers contenders, and we still don't know based on the moves they made. But I think these are the right moves to make that could put them into that discussion at least, and essentially they could make that run now. So that's you know, that's interesting. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, did you have well, anything to add to that? That gets me into what I want to rant about. So okay. I've, I've kind of been, you know, realistic, I think for most of the season, like, you know, for me at the start of the season, I was happy if they get into the playoffs, but if they don't get into the playoffs, I won't be disappointed. Then it becomes, you know, obviously after this incredible start they have, then it becomes, Oh, can the Rangers win a playoff round? How far can they go? And, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, it's like, oh, will they get home ice? Will they be able to beat the Penguins in the first round on the road? All these other questions. And I'm like, okay, you know, the Penguins are a realistic team that we can beat. The Capitals are a realistic team that we can beat. But then when we get to Carolina and Tampa, things are going to get tough. So after this weekend happens, we beat Carolina, we beat Tampa. And sure, it wasn't our best game. But mm -hmm. then the trade deadline happens and you add the pieces that we've been missing. You add Cop, Vetrano, Mott, and Braun on the back end, who's literally not going to, you know, take up so much ice time, but he's going to make a difference. So for me, this team and the mindset of the team, they go into every game thinking they could win. And that's all you can really right. ask for as a fan and as someone like, you know, a GM is that you want your team to go in every night thinking they can win, thinking they have a chance and not thinking that they're outmatched. And that's the mindset of this team. They don't think they're outmatched by anyone. So, you know, when people ask me now, do I think they're really going to win the Stanley Cup? You know, my expectation is not for them to win the Stanley Cup, but there's no reason why I don't think they can, you know, like. I wouldn't be surprised if we are able to beat a team in a seven round or seven game playoff series. But then again, I don't expect us to beat Tampa or Carolina in a series. But at the same time, you know, if the Rangers take Carolina to six games, seven games, Tampa, six games, seven games, that's like, a win. That's me, a win. That's a, you know, yeah. But, but to add to that, what, like I was saying earlier with Avery, it's all going to be matchup based, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to face Carolina. I think it's abundantly clear and we don't want to face Panthers. I mean, Tampa. Yeah. I know they're the back-to-back -back champs. I don't know what it is, dude. They just don't scare me as much as they normally do. I know playoff Tampa hits different. I I'm fully aware, but I don't know for some reason I'm just like, okay, if we need to play them, just knowing that we have Shesti and net, but like mm -hmm. the two teams for me, even, even scarier than the abs is, is Carolina. And, and obviously now what the Panthers did with Jeru and, and adding these guys, it's just, it's just very scary, and I really hope that they take each other out. And you saw during this trade deadline today, and I don't know if you noticed it. I know we had a whole bunch of meetings, but 
the East loaded up and the yeah. West didn't do that much besides like the Avs and the Flames. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, like the Predators didn't do anything. The Blues didn't do anything. The Oilers didn't do no, anything. No, the Blues right? added Nick Letty. That was a good move. I mean, I mean. He's solid. Yeah. He's a good player. He's a good player. I, I guess, I guess. But I, I don't look at that like, wow, they really yeah. made a difference that can push them over the hump this year. Like Vegas didn't do anything. So I just look at, it, it just seems like to me, and I don't know if you feel the same, like the East is much hungrier this year and they're hungrier and want to want to get there. And I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a hungrier thing. I just think in the West, it's like so obvious who the best teams are that like the East, everything I feel like is more wide open. So like teams are willing to go for it more knowing that there's a chance to get there. Whereas the West, it's like everyone kind of fears going through Colorado and fears going through Calgary. Well, well you, you can disagree. That's totally, I mean, that's well, well, I want to disagree what you're saying yeah. with that the East feels more open because you've known who these eight playoff teams are now for three months. Mm -hmm. And I guess you can say like, it feels open in the sense that everything is so tight that it could really be any, any man could be any of those eight teams, any of those eight teams. Yeah. Yeah. I could see, I mean, I don't think not just because I don't like them, but I just don't think the caps have what it takes this year. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they kind of made a dud. I mean, they brought Johansson back, which is, which is nice, but you know, I I don't think they really did too much where, where they can go that far and, and beat certain teams, especially, you know, like, like the Panthers. Um, but that being said, I, I agree. I agree. So, uh, I mean, we haven't even talked about a team that could be really scary too, is Boston Bruins, man. Like Boston's been relevant for the last 10 to 12 years. Like, and, and they could have easily made the conference final last year. I mean, Tuka Rast didn't really play his best and what they, they've had a good one, two punch in, in they, that. They, and they've been they've hot. Been very, they've, they've been, been hot. very good. They've been in hot. They've been hot for sure. And they've, been very good for a very long time. I think they're on their last leg here before they blow it up. Dude, I know the Bruins they could easily beat Florida in the first round. Easily. I know. I know. So this is where I'm going with this. I know they extended Lindholm, which is, was great. I thought it was a good mm-hmm. signing all around. I think their defense is going to expose them in the playoffs. Outside of McAvoy and Lindholm, like who do they have? That that you're like, wow, this guy can shut a player down. Brandon I don't think Carlo? They have- Brandon Carlo? He's solid. I mean, he, yeah, he's good. He's good. But I, I don't know. I just, I just see their defense and I feel like, and, and another thing to look at, dude, mm-hmm. Eric Hola is their two C right now. Like they they just have holes in their lineup to me that I don't know if they can, like, I disagree. I don't think they can take Panthers in the first round. I think the Panthers would beat them and I know they're hot and I know they're hot. And uh-huh. I'm not saying that to fault Boston. Cause I actually think they're a good team and they can go far if, if the pieces fall their way. But I, I don't know. I, I, I would not be surprised if they have a first round exit this year. That's going to be my hot take. Listen, the Panthers should beat the Bruins, probably will be the Bruins, but I'm just saying that Boston could do it. In their last 10 games, they are seven and three, I think. And and they've been playing very good since like the month of February. Like they, they have Marshawn, Pasternak, Bergeron, Taylor Hall. Like they are loaded up front and, and their biggest problem has been depth scoring. But then, but to brush to sign an extension, like this is a team that we've seen them go on a run before and they can do it again. I mean, just kind of back to your argument though, like the East, I think has like obviously way more parity than the West does. You know, I, I think for the most part, the West, honestly, everyone's like sleeping on Vegas right now because they're slumping too, but there's still, you know, six, seven weeks left of the season where Vegas can figure it out and they could be really fucking scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, the, the West, the West is good. There's good teams in the West. We saw what the flames did to us twice, right? They, they, butchered us both times. So they're a scary team. You don't want to play. Abs are obviously a scary team. You don't want to play. Um, Vegas. will. I, I think they'll figure it out. The mm. stars didn't do shit today. They, they just, they just, <laughs> they just said, forget it. Um, 
But uh, the Oilers didn't really do much. So yeah, they didn't do anything. I, I thought mean, they I were going to do more. They didn't really yeah, do anything. Yeah, they traded for what? A, a backup goalie or, so, or something like that. But I don't know, man. Like, there's three, four teams in the West that you're like, all right, the, you know, one of these four teams is making it out, whereas in the East, mm-hmm. to me, I know what I said about the Bruins, and I know I think they could possibly be a first-round exit, but they could, like you said, they could also make a deep run. And it well, now you're backtracking? But no, no, no. But, <laughs> but, but I still do think they'll be a first-round exit but the only team to me that's like it's clear that they're not a legit legit contender this year and i think they're more of a pretender to me is the caps like i just i don't know what it is i just i don't think they they have what it takes and i could see any of the other seven teams beating them in like five games that that's interesting too because their their goaltending is probably just the biggest question mark right and and what matters in the playoffs yeah Sorry, having, I didn't hear you. What? 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 Having Greg McKegg out of your lineup, <laughs> <laughs> Greg. Um, Greg McKeggers. Yeah, but before we uh, wrap up the trade deadline, was there any final thought that you have about just like moves or, or anything, or what you're kind of looking forward to most? Okay, I think I'll give Drury all in all today. I'm I'm gonna give him a B plus. You know, I I, I thought he made some really good moves, and and listen, fans might not have loved every single move he made today and and earlier in the week. But at the end of the day, he did make moves. He did take the risks and we didn't lose one prime asset. Okay. Outside of, you know, the second that might become a first, like we didn't lose any of our good prospects. We didn't even lose Niels or Kravtsov or any of those guys. So to me, that's a huge, huge win. And you don't forget, there's going to be moves that are, that are to be had in the summer as well. So, you know, a lot of things can still happen in the off season and, for a rookie GM, to me, I, you know, I give my buddies crap all the time and because they, they loved Gordon and I loved Gordon too. But, you know, mm. I've, I've been on the Drury train for a little bit. Um, I thought he did did a really, really good job. And I'm kind of excited to see how, how all these pieces play out. How about yourself? This fan base would have lost its shit if we only got it, Petrano. Right, right. If we well, only got Petrano. That's what I'm um, saying, right? So it's yeah. like, you know, people are going to bitch and say like, oh my God, you gave up this, this, and this. Mm. But then like, if we didn't do anything, bro, there would have been riots. So it's yeah. like, I'm happy he did something and I'm happy he did it with caution where he didn't give up the house. So, And that's the thing for me too. Like I'm, I'm more than happy to give up you know, conditional picks, any kind of picks when you know what you're getting, right? Like right. we know exactly what we're getting. And that's something where like, that's what's important to me is that the guys that we picked up know their roles. We're not throwing them in a position that they're uncomfortable with, like we did with Trident right. Hunt in the second line. Like, you know, yeah. we know what to expect out of Atrana. We know what to expect out of Cop. We know what we're getting from Mott. And Braun, yeah. if he, you know, outperforms, you know, Nemeth or whoever, you know, he might play over, then great. Like, we didn't really need to add a defenseman, but we got one that has experience. So, right. You know, and I, it cost I, us nothing. Yeah. Like, I it cost mean, us nothing. Yeah. Braun didn't. Yeah. I mean, a third, a third. Whatever. Like, I don't fight. What, what's the chance a third's going to, you know, well, be effective for you anyways? I don't know. That's, well, that's what? the argument now because Adam Fox is a third round pick. So, like, that's, I, I know, you know, I know. But those but don't come like, every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. One in the bag of marbles. It's like, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with the fourth round picks, right? Like, all right. Yeah. Shesty's a fourth round pick, but mm-hmm. goaltenders go later. But how often do you have that? So, yeah. I don't know. You can, there's always an argument to be had for everything. And I'm looking at it on the positive side. I think he did a really good job. And I'm excited to see this team consistently compete. And we have a lot of home games coming up. And, you know, me and you are going to hit a game and should be good. But uh, did you want to give any closing thoughts? 
Yeah, I just want to talk about the college hockey NCAA tournament that's coming up this Thursday. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. A lot of great college hockey games, and there's so many. I mean, look at all the Rangers moves, all four of them college players. Two UMass guys, Justin Braun and Frank Vertrano, both UMass, then two Michigan guys, Cop and uh, Mott, both played at Michigan together. So oh, there's a lot they? of young stars. Yeah, they did. A lot of young stars to watch in college hockey. The The women's tournament actually ended this past week, and Ohio State won uh, their first ever national championship, which is cool. But just as Ranger fans, like one player to keep your eye on, Bobby Trevigno. He is from Long Island, actually, from Setauket. He's a senior at UMass, won the national championship last year, was the Hockey East tournament player, you know, player of the tournament last tournament and this year. He also was the Hockey East player of the year this year, and the Rangers have had their eyes on him for the last two seasons. Uh, it's expected that they're going to offer him once the UMass season ends, so keep your eyes open for that. He'll probably get a couple games in the NHL, like once the Rangers clinch the playoffs, just to, you know, get his feet wet, but... Um, you know, he's a potential guy that could make the team next year or, you know, two you years. You think he's going to play this year? I think, Rangers? well, it, it's common. Like, Zach Jones got a couple games last year. Like, just once you yeah. clinch the playoffs and, like, you kind of know where you're at, you'll call up, like, two or three college guys just to get, like, one or two games in, you know? It's it's very always common. Game, always game for a New Yorker, so. Yeah. So, talk it. And that'd be, and that'd be our fourth UMass guy on the roster with Zach Jones at the beginning, yeah. too, which is crazy. Um, but, yeah, just, a, you know, a hard-nosed kid who – was a very fun player to watch. UMass plays Minnesota on Friday night at six. I know the Rangers play the Penguins at seven, but for anyone who wants to tune into some good college hockey, uh, it should be on TV on, on like ESPN Plus or something or ESPNU. Um, so I just wanted to wrap up with that because obviously I have a college Wait, hockey didn't background. Wait, did you want to tell me a crazy story? Yes, I forgot about that. So this ties into what we were talking about earlier in the episode about the refereeing. This is one of the craziest stories I've ever heard, and, and I'm kind of curious to hear what you would do in this situation. So Minnesota State Mankato in the CCHA championship at home against Bemidji State, they scored an overtime goal, but it was a breakaway, and the player went like around the goalie's pad and tucked it in, but the goalie's leg kicked the post, and the puck went under the side of the net. So it wasn't originally reviewed. So they handed out the trophies, literally had a whole celebration. The players are in the locker room for like 45 minutes, and then the CCHA like league calls the referees and says, this is no goal. It's not a good goal. Like we, like they didn't know what to do because if you watch the replay, it is not a good goal. But like it's so hard to really tell. So forty five minutes after, there's probably players like that slugged some Bud Lights in the locker room. Like I don't know any stories or anything yet, but you're celebrating. Yeah. So the players then had to come back out on the ice forty five minutes later and Give replay overtime. Play. Replay oh, overtime. They had to replay it, but thank God Minnesota State won. They ended up winning again, thank God, because that would have been a mess had they not. Buzzed. Dude, but I was saying too, like, can you imagine being the Bemidji State players, like getting your heart ripped out like twice? <laughs> that's Yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. Wow, yeah. I, I didn't even see that. I mean, you're you're the college Wild guy, story. But, I mean, um, well, can, can you imagine that happening in the NHL? Yeah. Like, imagine the Rangers, like, win the Stanley Cup, and then, you know, 45 minutes later, everyone comes back into the garden. Hey, no, no goal. Dude, that's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, not only for the players, but like yeah. imagine their families too, who were like watch it. Oh my gosh, that must yeah. have been gut wrenching. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's tough. Wow. So wow. just a story I just like really wanted to tell because like I've never heard of anything like that happening. Like where literally trophies are handed out and then I'm gonna watch nope. that right after. This. Just kidding. Yeah, I, I haven't seen like the actual footage of it. Um, there's been a couple just like stories written up about it and stuff like that, but I've just never heard anything like that in my life, and I thought it was bizarre. That is bizarre. Yeah. Wow. But um, all right. Well, I think that does it. But uh, this was great, my man. Yeah, I'll be at the Ranger game Friday night wearing my new starter jacket. If anyone wants to come say what up, I'll be walking around the 100s during uh, the intermissions. Sitting in the 400s, but I'll walk around the 100s and socialize. <laughs>
That's what I always do. <laughs> Pretender. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Let's go Rangers and uh, excited to see how these trades kind of work go out. Go boys. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.